With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here are your hosts, Nina Pantic and Irina Falcone. Welcome to Inside the Tour, the Tennis.com podcast. I'm Nina Pantic, and I'm joined by my co-host, Irina Falcone. Hey, guys. How's it going? We have an awesome special guest today, Jermir Jenkins. Hey, Nina. Hey, Irina. Thank you guys for having me. He is a just-turned-28-year-old who is the hitting partner of Serena Williams, kind of the dream job, I think, for anyone. Uh, he's been working with her for a little over a year, uh, based mostly in Florida, travels the world with Serena, used to be a top 200-ranked professional and an absolute legend at the University of Virginia, uh, <laughs> national team titles, national singles indoor title. Couldn't be more of a better fit for the job, so we're going to hear from him and talk about all things Serena and all things Jameer. I just want to start knowing like what your day-to-day life is like during the off-season because we kind of follow you on social media, so I know you travel quite a bit, but what, what's life like for you right now before the Australian Open? It's super up and down um, as far as the traveling goes. Um, you know, I feel like I'm in a different city every other week or every week or so. She has so much going on right now um, as far as her fashion line, you know, being a new mother. But I think things kind of just slowed down this week to where we're able to put tennis as like the top priority. Patrick's in town uh, this week uh, training for in preparation for Australia. So everything's the center around tennis finally. And we're practicing in the morning. Then we do fitness. Then she just has so many uh, other activities that she likes to do. Um, that's one thing about that's one fun thing about being on Team Serena. Um, you know, she likes to box. She likes to dance. She likes to keep it fun. So day in the day, uh, day to day, it's just it, it, it changes up so much. But for the most part, we're very consistent. Are you out in Florida? Is that where most of the stuff takes place? And, and are you involved with every practice? Are you like the main dude? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm full time, full time team Serena, um, her official hitting partner. You know, we'll, we'll do two on ones. She'll, we'll bring uh, another guy in sometimes, um, you know, when she wants to get a little bit more moving and working and um but for the most part I'm, I'm involved in every single practice slash uh fitness session so obviously your brother is involved in team venus and i just wanted to know if you could share a little bit about how the hiring process went down to get to team serena yeah it's it, it was just on the you know who you know basis um jermaine used to know serena's um former hitting partner robbie Poole. And um, Venus was looking for someone. He suggested Jermaine. And when Serena was looking for someone, Jermaine suggested me. Uh, I still remember the first the day that I got the text from Jermaine. Um, it was just like, hey, how would you feel about you know working with Serena? And I thought he was kidding at first. And then, you know, uh, a couple of minutes after that, Patrick sends me a message. And I'm just like, wow, this could really happen. Um, so it's just who, who you know. For, fortunately for me, it worked out as perfect timing. I was actually in 
in between gigs and I was looking for for a job and it worked out perfectly. Based in Atlanta or I there's so many I, I've been through so much uh, transitions since I stopped playing um, professional tennis. I um, I took a job for Vanguard. I was in um, financial services. After that, I started working privately coaching a kid in Puerto Rico. And then when the hurricane came, I relocated to New York for a little bit. Uh, I was teaching for, out of there. And that's uh, around that same time. I think I was in Kalamazoo, Michigan at the uh, at a tournament when I got the text from my brother. So there's been so many, so much different transitions throughout throughout the last like year and a half. What's it like going from you were playing professionally, you were top 200. So you got a taste of a legitimate taste of what pro life is like. But what's it like being part of a camp? I mean, you're part of the entourage. You're, everyone's got their eyes on you when you're in the player box. Is it a complete whirlwind? Was it easy to adapt to or was it completely crazy? It's a, it's a little surreal at first. Um, I still kind of pinch myself every time I see Serena um, just because I've watched her on TV since I was like 12 years old. It's a little crazy at times, especially, you know, when, when something crazy happens or, you know, if she has, if she launches a new fashion line or anything that goes on, I feel like there's always something going on. But, um, you know, I, you get used to it. Pat Patrick, the whole team, they're, they're such good people. Everyone's super down to earth, especially her husband, Lex, super, super down to earth uh, guy. And Serena's always fun. You know, we'll be in the middle of practice and she'll just like break out dancing. <laughs> I don't know. She makes it. She makes it fun. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a little hectic sometimes, but for the most part, it's a pretty cool team atmosphere, which is what I'm kind of used to um, being in college for four years on the team, and I'm kind of used to that team team chemistry, I guess, and it transitions well. Has the transition once the baby came along? Has it been completely different? Like, do you see a difference in Serena? Do you see a difference in just day to day? I've heard that she's changed a lot. You know, I've heard that she's a lot more calm. You know, for me, when I practice with her, she's always been, you know, super, super down to earth with me, super friendly. And I know before I've heard some stories where she was pretty stern with her old hitting partners. But um, no, I, I don't see much of a difference. But then again, you know, I've I've only been working with her for about a year and some change. Speaking of only working with her for a year, you had some success as a pro player. Is it um, okay to ask how come you stopped playing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, tennis is just super, super expensive. And I didn't really have the funds to the funds to keep playing. Um, I got injured in 2014. I had two contracts set up to where, you know, I would continue to get those sponsorships if I you know, after the first year, I needed to be top 200, then 150, then so on and so on. And when I got injured, I obviously couldn't withhold those standards. And I got let go from there. You know, I was struggling to pick up sponsorships from, you know, who, who, whoever. And so just, you know, traveling and playing tournaments, I would go out of the country. And even though I would do well when I got back home, you know, the numbers just weren't adding up. And after a while, um, when I got into uh, some de- some debt here and there, it just it just didn't make sense to to continue that road. And I just started thinking about the future. I started thinking about, you know, to trying to chase other avenues, and and that's what I did. When you got the call up from Serena, so you were coaching on the side, or you were working full time in an office. Was it kind of a mixture of both things, or were you nervous for the first hit? Like how 
How sharp were you, I guess? I was, so I was working with Vanguard in Philadelphia for a little bit, for about six, seven months. And then I did the Puerto Rico thing where I um, basically had a high school kid that I was teaching full time. You know, obviously he wasn't on the level of Serena, but I was able to stay somewhat sharp. When I got the call from Patrick, I flew out to France for about a week and a half to train and hit with juniors and kind of just get a feel for how the job would go. And so, so I was somewhat sharp, you know, I knew training with Serena, I, I needed to be, I needed to be fit and I needed to be sharp, you know, I needed to hit the ball where she would like, where she wants to hit. And so I kind of trained for the gig. And so when I finally hit with her, um, was her, it was her first time hitting actually. And for a couple of, for like eight, nine months. And she actually did not miss a ball the first time hitting. It was actually um, on her show, being Serena on the HBO show. That was our first time meeting and hitting in person. Uh, I was, I can't tell you, I can't even explain how nervous I was. <laughs> there was like a camera crew there, like one of the guys holding the camera, standing four feet away from her while while she was hitting. So not only did I have to like put the ball right in her hitting zone, hitting zone, but I also had to put the ball like to not hit the camera guy. So I thought, I thought that was a little bit weird. But yeah, no, I, I trained for the gig. I felt like I was super prepared and I was nervous, but handled it well. That's a hyped up way to have your first hit with the literal greatest player of all time. Right? Exactly. That's how, that's how I was feeling. Uh, I handled it well. She was a really good sport about it as well. Um, I even remember we sat um, after like 10, 15 minutes of hitting and she asked, she asked me how she was doing. And I can't remember what I said, but I was just like, wow, Serena's asking me how she's hitting right now. <laughs> That show, that uh, the HBO documentary, kind of like opened my eyes a little bit. I've been working in tennis. I've been playing my whole life and working in, as a reporter, and I see her, but I don't ever, I don't ever talk to her. So that show was so eye-opening to see what her life is like. You know what what she's like. Yeah, yeah, for me too. I was uh, I was kind of shocked at how how much she showed and how authentic it was. Um, you know, she showed some pretty private things, and she gave you just a look inside her her life because. You don't really hear too much about um, her family. Um, you don't really see anything that she doesn't want you to see. And, you know, to be able to kind of get like the full picture of what her life is like, I thought that was pretty, pretty neat of her to show us. Obviously, in your head, before even going to meet Serena, you have this idea of what life was going to be like, of what practices are, are going to be like. I just want to know if it's exactly what you expected. Is it totally different? Did it just blow your mind? You know, that's that's interesting. Um, for me, it was it was the best way I can explain it is like kind of seeing how magic works because you know here's someone who I've watched on TV since I was like 12 years old, and me being in the African American community, you just don't see people like yourself on TV playing tennis and you know for watching her so long watching her story reading about her and her sister and now i have a chance to work with her it's just like it's like it was like a meeting of like a superwoman or a superhero and you think it's going to be like this surreal kind of thing and you know i meet her and she's super down to earth and uh you know i find out that she's actually human i don't know it's, it's really kind of geeky i guess but like it's really cool to see how meticulous she she is about every single detail, even when it comes to the way she grips her rackets. Like everything is super, super detailed. Even how she puts her rackets in her bag is detailed. Like nothing that she does just happens by chance. Being Serena just doesn't 
she doesn't just wake up and, be, and she's Serena. Like every single day, um, there's a purpose for the training. You know, there's an objective for the fitness. Um, you know, and, and she's so much more than than the te- the tennis. Like, you know, when I when I met her, I thought we were just gonna you know practice and do do this. And there's so much that goes on outside of just the tennis and to see and watch how she handles that and how she treat even how she treats other people i'm just amazed by it all like i say like every every single day i see her it's just so surreal but yeah no i'm 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 kind of just blown away um but yeah the, to answer your question like the first time meeting her was was on that court during that during when they were the filming and i just thought it was really cool to see how down to earth she was after expecting like this huge kind of like fireworks show. I'm about to meet Serena. She's the greatest, one of the greatest players ever to play the sport. And, you know, it, it, it was a little bit of what I expected, but like just seeing her in person and kind of, kind of made it different. It seems like she is a lot more complex or a lot more fun than you expected. Is that safe to say? Did you think that you'd just be like practice and she wouldn't talk to you? Like, yeah, no. So yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect to expect. And then, like I said, like there'll be practices where, you know, things will be super intense and she'll just break out in a dance routine. Like, um, I'll never forget like the other week we were in a super hard fitness session and I, I had mentioned something about, you know, I asked her, when did she know that Lex was the one for her or something, something along those lines, kind of just like to, to clear her mind from, from what we're doing in the gym. And, you know, a couple of sets later, she just breaks out into her routine, their, their first dance routine. So it's just like little moments like that. It's just like, wow, she, she's like, she's so, (laughs) she's so cool. And she's got the baby around, right? That's gotta be a bit of an icebreaker as well. That kid is famous, like insanely famous. Yeah, um, she's like has more followers than I do. I'm super jealous. <laughs> Even the doll probably has more followers than any of us ever. <laughs> exactly, quite, quite. So, hitting partner Serena is hands down got to be a dream job, the coolest job. But like when you were a kid and started playing tennis, I mean, you were a baller in college. You literally like won everything there was to win at UVA, and then you went pro and you did top 200. Did you always? No, see I will yourself? say that uh, I did not win everything. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks to Blas Rola, I did not win the singles um, championship. So, Blas, if you're if you're listening to this, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, you won the the indoor singles, outdoor doubles team. I mean, I don't know. I think that's a pretty impressive career to pile together. And then you know, you had success in the pro tour. Was pro tennis something that you? saw for yourself when you were a kid i know you had a huge family and your brother plays tennis i think another one plays tennis was this something you saw for yourself when you were little yeah the goal was always to play professional tennis um in fact you know up until i made the decision up until like two months outside of going to college i always thought that i was going to go straight and play professional tennis um and even in school um you know it was always you know when i get done with school i'm gonna go playing professional tennis i did not have any I did not foresee anything about being a hitting partner until Jermaine sent me the text saying, hey, how would you like to work with Serena? You know, that was my first time thinking about it. We talked about the hiring process for going into Team Serena, but I just want to know what the process was in choosing UVA. Obviously, you had the intention of going pro and things happened and you decided to go to school. I had a very similar experience to that. So I just want to know, I want to hear your experience. Yeah, exactly. I, um, I mean, to, to make it short, like when, when I made my final decision, it was between Texas A&M and UVA. 
And, you know, I kind of just looked at things long term. I felt like going to UVA, I would uh, it would give me a chance to get um, the best of both worlds. You know, they were a top tennis team, but they were also a top academic school. And, you know, that was kind of the reason that I made the decision to go to UVA. I felt like, um, you know, I was going to get the best of both worlds. I can only imagine how difficult UVA academics must be. And also having all that you accomplished on the court. How did you balance that? Did you find that it was much more difficult than before? And Yeah, it, it, it was a struggle. Um, I was homeschooled since seventh grade. So when I went to college, that was my first time in the classroom uh, in years. It was my first time being around people that didn't play tennis. It was my first time carrying on conversations that didn't involve tennis. It was a struggle for me. I wanted to transfer after my first year. Um, I was dealing with a lot. I felt like I was alone. It, it was hard for me. It was hard for me. And um, thankfully, I had a, a really good group of teammates. Um, you know, I had a really good coach, Brian Bolin and Andres and Tony Bresky, um, that I could go to those guys and talk to. And those guys just gave me all the resources that I needed to to succeed there. And to answer your question, um, balancing it out, just that was a part of maturity. I felt like, you know, the more time that I spent at the school, the the, the more I kind of grew up and became who I was there. And it wasn't until my third or third and fourth year of college that I kind of got the use to things and how, how it how it how it went. And I was able to, you know, step back and you know, dedicate my time to the academics that I needed to, but also, you know, allocate time to spend time with my friends and time management. That's what it all kind of boiled down to. Um, and I got better with that as as time went on. I was homeschooled from the seventh grade and then went to UCLA. So I totally get it. Yeah, it's yeah. hard, right? It was weird. but like, And everyone still makes fun of me now if I mention the homeschooling, but I'm like, I've moved on. Like, I'm an adult now. <laughs> Were you homeschooled for tennis? Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was super weird for me because you know when I when I lost a, a tennis match, I would kind of just not talk to anyone for a couple of days, and you know Saturday would come around and people would um people would want to go out and you know do things, and here I am sitting in my room sulking. So I I kind of just looked weird doing that, and I just I don't know didn't want to look weird anymore. I guess so. I don't know. It just just helped me grow a lot. It, it really did. And I'm happy I, I made that decision to to not play um, professional straight away and, you know, kind of go to college because I, it, it really helped me mature and, you know, see things on the bigger scale, get the bigger picture. Yeah, you got that experience. You got those NCAA rings. So life is good. Exactly. So what does what does the next year look like? Is it who's in charge of your schedule? Is it Serena that's like, hey, I want you on this flight? You know, like you're going on January 1st, whatever, Hopman Cup, I guess. Yeah, right. She She's in charge of everything. We're I think we're, the Abu Dhabi EXO uh, that she's doing is next. And then from there, Hopman Cup and from Hopman Cup to to Melbourne. Um, and yeah, she's in charge of the schedule. And obviously, Patrick has a pretty good say so as well. And then you have, is it a year contract or how, how does, I don't know, I guess, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know how hitting partners have job security. I assume you have job security. You know, you can sign for a year, you can sign for two years. It's really up to Serena's discretion. Um, my contract works on uh, a year-to-year basis. You know, obviously being towards the, towards the end of her career, that makes sense for her. But, you know, I just sign, re-sign for, for the next year. Being around Serena is amazing, but I think it's also really cool that you get to experience a lot of your life with your brother as well. 
uh, since he's in Team Venus. And I actually, I saw you guys. It was in... Uh, it was in the California tournament. I just San thought Jose? It was, yes, it was San Jose. And uh, I just thought it was the coolest thing. You guys were both working out and doing sprints. And I was just like, that is just so amazing to have your brother. I mean, I mean, Venus is arguably the second greatest tennis player out there. I mean, she's also had a hell of a career. And to be able to have your brother out there and train with two of the greatest tennis players ever. I mean, I, I think that's pretty, pretty cool to share that. It made the job so, so much more fun. And so, I mean, obviously without my brother there, it's an amazing job. But him being there and, you know, his wife travels with him a lot. It was honestly one of the best years of my life. Um, so much fun. We were going all over the world playing, doing the same thing. And, you know, we would have the most amazing dinners, most amazing sightseeing. And my brother and I have a really strong bond. So the fact that we got a chance to do that was so cool. Uh, fortunately, Venus in the past week let David Witt and my brother go. So that won't be the case for next year. But, you know, while it lasted, it was amazing. You've been working with Serena for at least a year and you've had experiences with your brother. I just want to know if there's like a favorite moment that you've had, uh, whether it's with Serena, whether it's with your brother, is there a memory that kind of sticks out that would be fun to share with your listeners? <laughs> uh, favorite moment? Um, I would say a, a really cool moment would be when we were at the park hitting. It was my brother and Venus on one court and me and Serena on one court and Venus and Serena's dad kind of going back and forth coaching the two. So I thought that was a really, really cool. I was, that was probably one of my favorite moments, um, just seeing brother, brother, sister, sister, and then having her dad on the court as well. I thought that was like a, like a pinch me moment, like the pretty surreal. And it's only, I think that's only happened once. So that was pretty cool. The whole gig just seems, it just seems so fun. But there's obviously, is there, is there tough parts, tough days? Is there times where you get frustrated or, I don't, I mean, it, sound, it sounds like no, but I mean, it just seems like every job has ups and downs. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, Serena has really, really high expectations and, you know, when the results aren't there, it gets frustrating for, for not just her, but the team. Um, you know, anything that Serena's feeling, you know, when she when she steps on the court, we kind of what she's feeling kind of rubs off on the team. Um, but, you know, for the most part, as far as my specific role is concerned, um, I've had out of, I don't know, 390 days, I've had two bad days of practice. And um, they both came actually at Miami last year when I was like super, super tired and not hitting well. But it hasn't happened since. And I think, uh, you know, I just signed uh, for another year. So um, I'm, I'm doing something right. But there's obviously going to be ups and downs. You know, tennis, you can't win every single week. You know, fortunately, I'm a part of a team who wins a lot. But, you know, it, it, it comes with the territory, ups and downs. But for the most part, and, uh, there, there are times there's more ups and downs. So your brother had to change for the next coming year. He has to adjust. Have you thought about what will happen when Serena does retire? Have you thought about what you want to do? Do you want to be a coach? Do you want to go be a hitting partner again? Or Yeah, but I mean, there's I've had so many different transitions in my life in the past year and a half, playing professional tennis to, you know, being an investment sales consultant for Vanguard to working privately in Puerto Rico and to now Serena. And 
honestly, um, I'm honestly just trying to take it day by day. There's so much going on. Um, you know, Serena encompasses so much more than just tennis. You know, she has her fashion line. She's a new mother. You know, she she just she just has so many different projects going on. And you know, on top of that, you know, she's trying to chase that 24th Grand Slam. And I'm honestly just trying to take it day by day. Uh, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help her achieve her goals. And you know, I don't want to overshadow that with thinking about what my next opportunity may be. Um, you know, I feel like if I handle what I'm doing now really well and, you know, win the day. And I feel like, um, you know, all that, what's going to come in the future is going to take care of itself. Yeah, I'd agree. I definitely, I, I think this is just a definitely live in the moment kind of thing and pinch yourself kind of moment. Like I saw your your tweet about, you know, just being grateful and it's just, it's it's super cool. And I saw that you also were part of like the Spartan Sprint and I think that's something to do with the Kryptonians. Is there like expectations? Do you dance as well? Like is there expectations off the court to be part of the stuff? Uh, yeah. Invites? I'm I, I had to earn my Kryptonian right um, when we did have – when we had it the first time, um, I finished first on the team. So I just want to, you know, give myself a pat on the back for that. And the second time we were up against Venus's team, and I think Bryant McKinney, a former NFL player, we were against his team too. Um, and it was my brother's first time doing it. So she was pretty much trying to, you know, pin me up against my brother in the second round around. But, you know, we finished at the same time and kind of set the standard for everyone else. But, you know, off the court, um, Serena's not that competitive. She she really enjoys life. She's super down to earth. On the tennis court is really the only time that you get that fire from her. And there's not, there's not really any expectations as far as that. Another, you know, it's just have fun, super down to earth. And I'll just uh, chill out, I guess. It's pretty it's pretty chill. Do you feel pretty confident about Grand Slam number 24? I do. I do. Um, like I said before, um, you know, being Serena just doesn't happen overnight. She's super meticulous about her approach and she's always getting better. And where we are right now, we're like miles and miles and miles ahead of where we were this time last year. And she was reaching Grand Slam finals, not being 100 percent. So, you know, I feel pretty confident that we can get the job done this year, this upcoming year. Um, and I know uh, Serena's ex- expectations are through the roof of herself. She expects the world. And, you know, with, with, with her attitude, um, it's only a matter of time. Something that I actually have in common with the Williams sisters is that I actually lived in Palm Beach Gardens for a long time with my parents. <laughs> really? Yeah, I actually, um, I know that she would be off the PGA exit, and my exit was Donald Ross, which is just one more north. Uh, that's actually where I live now. That's exit 83 in Jupiter. Yes, exactly right. Do you like living there? Do you like that area at all? Because I love living in Jupiter. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm a pretty quiet person. I don't really do much. Um, I was just making fun of uh, myself last weekend. It was like a Friday night in L.A., and I fell asleep at like 8 p.m. And I was like completely content with that. And Jupiter's like a pretty quiet place, I think. Where Palm Beach Gardens is a pretty quiet place. So it, it kind of fits my lifestyle. Um, you know, I love living there. And the Williams sisters love it, too. It's a, it's, it's a perfect place to train. Yeah, like I said, it just it fits my lifestyle. I, I like it. And I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a pretty, pretty big movie person as well. So again, like on a Friday, Saturday night, I'll just go down to... Uh, Cobb theaters or city place and just watch a movie and pass out at like 9 10 p.m you're talking my language this is i mean this is adulting like real hard right now 
We grew up just like hanging out at those areas as kids. That's really? A, yeah, we were obsessed with City Place and Cobb and all that. That's all we did. Nice. Yeah, nice. So you guys can relate. Yeah, definitely. Very much so. Although I'm sounding like I'm 40. I'm 20. I just turned 28. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't talk like that. I apologize. Hey, you can right. do whatever I'm, you want. I'm, the, I'm on the same boat, so don't worry about it. Yeah, Irina lives in Lake Nona. What is there to do there? You just play golf and <laughs> go to the yeah, movies. That's true. All right. Well, this has been this has been so great. I really thank you for uh, for doing this. Yeah, no problem, guys. Okay, that's it for this episode. This has been Inside the Tour, the Tennis.com podcast. We've had Jarmir Jenkins. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. I've been Nina Pantic. And I've been Irina Falcone. Thanks for listening, guys. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.